Okay, so this is Tay, and I'm here with Father Walter to ask a few basic questions on Catholicism, specifically here at St. Pat's, but also for a general context. We'll begin with my first question, which is, what makes a Catholic a Catholic? <laughs> okay, uh, let's first, I think let's first understand what Catholicism is, mm -hmm. as against other denominations, what Catholics believe. Now, Catholics belie belief or Catholic faith lies in the aspect that we believe in scripture and tradition. Now, when we speak about scripture and tradition, you understand scripture. Scripture is the word of God. Mm -hmm. What is tradition? Tradition is something that is being handed down from the beginning to us. Like uh, the scripture itself is a fruit of tradition. Let's let's say let's say for the for example when Jesus lived here on this earth, he died, he rose, he ascended into heaven. Until at that point, there were no gospels, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus ascended into heaven, and many years after his ascension into heaven, Saint Mark decided to put things into writing, and that's how the first gospel came, Gospel of Saint Mark. Mm -hmm. And from there came the other four gospels. After that came the four, four other gospels. And so what we believe is scripture, Catholics believe in scripture and tradition, and I think that needs to be emphasized, right? Having said that, Catholic is the one, if you're the, what makes a Catholic Catholic, I mean, in the more liberal sense, Catholic is the one who believes in scripture and tradition. But having said that, as people who believe in God, they are required to do essentially one most important thing that is to worship one true God. And so we as Catholics go to church on Sunday to worship God. We believe that Jesus is truly present with his body and blood under the species of bread and wine. Those species of bread and wine are not symbolic, but real, and it is a real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist that we believe in. And that again comes from the scripture where in the Gospel of St. John, St. John, Jesus speaks about giving his body and blood as food and drink for the world, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what makes a Catholic. First of all, Catholic believes in scripture and tradition and then lives his faith out actively. It's not that it's just that I believe and therefore I'm done. No, you live your faith out on a daily basis. Okay, so um, to preface the next question, could you tell me what a sacrament or the sacraments are slash is for those who wouldn't know or understand? So simple definition of a sacrament is sacraments are just external signs of what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, sacrament of baptism. In the sacrament of baptism, what we do, we pour water over the head of a child and we baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In that action of pouring the water and pronouncing those words of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it is the soul of a child that gets baptized. Correct? It mm -hmm. is the soul. Now, again, in the case of sacrament of baptism, uh, we believe that we are all born with the stain of original sin on our soul. So at the time of baptism, that stain of original sin is taken away and our souls are made pure. So externally you do not see this. But that's happening 
inside the soul. So sacraments, all sacraments for that matter, are external signs of internal grace. So the grace that is given within, which is not seen, but that these are external signs of the grace inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that being said, what sacraments are essential to becoming a member of the church? Now, those are called sacraments of, three sacraments are called sacraments of initiation. So depending on your age, like if you're an infant baby, you would only receive a sacrament of baptism and baptism makes you a member of a Catholic church. Mm -hmm. But let's say if you're over the age of seven, then the canon law prescribes that we give all three sacraments, sacraments of initiation, that is baptism, confirmation, and the Holy Eucharist, which under the normal circumstances would have been given to you at different stages of your life. Mm -hmm. If you were baptized as an infant at the age of seven or eight, you would receive first communion, but at the age of 13, 14, you would receive confirmation. But if you're somebody who have never been baptized and you are above the age of seven, then canon law prescribes that all three sacraments are given at the same time. So to be able to give you those sacraments, you need to be prepared for it. So you would go through not the norm, ordinary CCD classes mm -hmm. that we have, but we will have somebody else training you and instructing you in all these sacraments to prepare you to receive these three sacraments of initiation. Okay. And so in general, who would perform each sacrament? Like, would it be a priest, a deacon, or the pope in different circumstances? In or? general, let's say, yeah, you spoke about circumstances <laughs> that matters the most. In general, it is the priest who is the ordinary minister of the sacrament, but then different sacraments have different uh, ministers like for example sacrament of confirmation bishop is the ordinary minister of the sacrament right sacrament of ordination the priesthood only the bishop can ordain a priest but uh, like in the case of baptism here for in our church you have seen like we have a deacon doing baptism I do baptism well let's say you are a nurse working in a hospital and you know the baby a uh, baby's mother is Catholic and she has expressed that I want to have my child baptized when my child is born. At the time of birth, the child is, uh, or as a nurse, you know the child is not going to live. Mm -hmm. And the mother says, I want my child to be baptized. A nurse there can baptize a child as long as the nurse knows how to baptize, like just a pour of water over her head and say, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Anybody can baptize. You don't have to be Catholic to baptize another person. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the case of emergencies, in terms of baptism, yes, anybody can do. The other sacraments have, uh, they are ordinary ministers for each of the sacraments, like sacrament of reconciliation only the priest can do right you mm -hmm. you cannot nobody nobody else can hear the confession even if you hear the confession you cannot give the absolution the blessing after confession is called absolution where your sins are all forgiven only the priest has the authority to forgive sins in that case uh, only the priest is ordinary minister even in the case of death nobody else can do that okay 
And so what would you wear for a mass service as a regular person that would walk into the church? Or me as a priest or you? As someone who is... Oh, someone who's attending a mass. Yes. Okay. Uh, I would say formal. And it has to be formal. Now, you have to understand what's going on on the altar. It is not... It, you have the creator of the universe, God of this universe, making himself present on the altar. How would you want to present yourself to him? Let's take a simple example, like if you're visiting White House, the President of the United States, mm -hmm. what kind of dress code are you going to go with? If you're visiting Holy Father Pope Francis, what kind of dress code are you going to go with? To visit the dignitaries of this earth, you have a dress code. And you, let's say if you're going to visit a Pope, they will tell you ahead of time, this is the dress code. If you're going to visit White House, the president, they're going to tell you this is a dress code. In the same way, as out of respect for the Eucharist, we have to know what our dress code is. We have to be dressed appropriately. Now, this the word appropriately can be taken objectively, subjectively, however you want. But then I would say you have to be dressed. Uh, therefore, I use the word formal. You mm -hmm. want to be dressed formally. That takes out the whole situation as to how you want to be dressed but anybody who wants to go to mass for a church i think they have to be dressed formally like like you can look at it in different perspective like look at it you're going for a wedding party mm -hmm. would you go in a sports dress for a wedding party no that's not appropriate dress right no it's so not. would wouldn't how would the sports dress be appropriate to go for a mass you see Yes. That makes, and that's what I'm trying to talk about. There is appropriate dress for everything, dress code. And for a mass, it is a formal dress. I will leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have mentioned earlier that there's a specific, not a specific specific, but a sort of order that you would go through the sacraments. Could mm -hmm. you tell me what the order is if you were to go through them as a normal human? Oh, let's see. Let me try to say. So, first, first three sacraments are sacraments of initiation: mm -hmm. baptism, Holy Eucharist, confirmation. As a normal person, if you're baptized as a kid, you would go through in different stages like that. Correct. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you'll be baptized first, then you will receive Holy Communion, then you will go to the sacrament of uh, confirmation, and in the process, somewhere along the way, you will also have a sacrament of reconciliation. That is, there will be somewhere around your uh, mm, first communion. Yeah. First communion, right? That's the first time you go for the sacrament of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. So if this is called, uh, if there are, if there are these three sacraments are called sacraments of uh, initiation, like baptism, confirmation, and holy communion. Sacrament of reconciliation and sacrament of anointing are called sacraments of healing because they bring healing to your body and soul. Like sac when you go to sacrament of reconciliation, your soul is healed of all your sins. When uh, nowadays people call it last rite. You've heard of last rites like when yes. somebody's dying, call the priest and get anointed. It is not supposed to be last rite. It is called sac anointing of the sick, mm -hmm. which is the sacrament of healing. 
where it is believed that by through the anointing of the oil and prayer of the priest the person might may receive the healing in his body or soul so a lot of times when you see people going for surgery or when people are sick they call the priest and ask them to pray for them and so priest comes home and anoints them with oil and then prays for them so if you were to put them in the order the first three sacraments of sacraments of uh, healing then sacraments of initiation then you put the sacraments of healing healing is uh, reconciliation and uh, anointing of the sick and then the last two sacraments are called sacraments of service which is uh, ordination which is yeah ordination to priesthood and the last one is sacrament of marriage right matrimony so all people cannot receive you cannot receive all seven sacraments you can only receive six right Mm-hmm. because all five you can receive initiation and healing sacraments of healing and sacraments of healing but when it comes to the sacraments of service you can only be married or you can be ordained as a priest you cannot be married and ordained as a priest so one of the two sacraments you receive last two mm-hmm. okay so we've already talked about a bit about this but what essential beliefs do catholics have in general and what are the goals of a catholic well, the essential belief is the most primary belief is the presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. And so the goal of a Catholic is to be able to receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist frequently. Mm-hmm. That frequently would mean every day for some, those who are able to go to church every day. It would mean once in a week for some, those who cannot go every day, they can go at least once a week and receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Awesome. Okay, so what do you love about your role in the Catholic Church here at St. Pat's? To be able to celebrate the Mass, (laughs) first thing, primarily because Jesus can only be present in the Eucharist if I do the prayer, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the highest privilege any human being can ever have to be able to make God present in the ordinary bread and wine, which no other human being has unless he is ordained as a priest. And I think that that is the greatest privilege I have, privilege and a blessing. It is not something that I have earned with my own merits, but it is the gift that is given to me by God, and I love doing it for people here. That's the most important thing for me. But besides that, the community here is beautiful. People, I love people, and I see people love me. So we are both good here. (laughs) Okay. So how do members typically communicate with each other and then with God? What do you mean by with each other? Um, Do they they have, like, group meetings, or is there a sort of forum that they can use to communicate besides mass or is it yeah so that's what i I was looking just looking for clarity in that question so people people here know each other because this is a small little community Mm -hmm. literally everybody knows everybody right and so they meet first of all each other on weekends Every Sunday they meet each other and that's where they get to know each other. And if there's anybody new in the church, they know right away that this person is new here, or does not belong here, came here for the first time. It's because of how small the community is. Mm-hmm. So 
you have noticed here that after the mass people just move into the hall here we have coffee and donuts that's where they socialize and communicate with each other they get to know each other and besides that we have programs like bible study for which they come we have uh, our cia program for which they come we have dinners like traditionally i have hosted thanksgiving dinner here st patrick's dinner here uh annual parish picnic in summer and etc so those kind of things events that bring the whole community together and so i th i think we have four annual dinners here which i host here and that's how people get to know each other spend time with each other but besides that in personally they have contacts with each other and they get together as a families or friends together mm -hmm. and that's how they meet each other in terms of talking with God, sure, you talk with God in prayer, right? Mm -hmm. And also, that's a primary way, the way, the way they talk to God, but they offer their service to God as well, like being at the service of their own brothers and sisters. Like here, coming up in the next month, you will hear about Atsiko baskets. Mm -hmm. That is a big expression of a love of neighbor, somebody who's in need, you donate, right? When you donate something, you're donating part of your life because to donate something, you have to spend time to earn. To spend time means you have spent that part, that part of your life, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're donating something, you're literally donating part of your life. And then they donate part of their life to help somebody in need, and that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've already talked about what the community does together. Mm -hmm. Is there anything more specific that they do that you haven't mentioned? I think no, I mentioned all okay. the events we hold together, yeah. Awesome. And you've already talked about what members can do to participate besides going to mass. And I would like to know what the most controversial thing about Catholics that you would like to clarify being in the position that you are in. You're talking about what is the most controversial thing about the Catholics in the community here, um, or you've heard of something? Anything that you feel is, to you, something super controversial that you wish people would understand from a different point of view? I mean, the moral teachings of the church are not, people find it generally difficult to accept because the church's position universally I would say universally generally in the US and Europe and other places like people have dif difficulties accepting the position of the church when church speaks about uh, marriage like we have generally come to accept marriages the teaching of the church on marriage is between man and a woman one man and a one woman mm -hmm. But in the secular world today, we have come to dilute marriage to a point where it is between, it can be between anybody, like girl and a girl, boy and a boy. But then people fail to understand how did the sacrament of marriage emerge? What's the purpose of marriage? And the church's teaching about the purpose of marriage is that you be able to procreate, to have children. Is girl one girl marrying another girl? Are they going to have children? Or another one man marrying another man? Are they able to have children and procreate? If the answer is no, that's no marriage. Period. It's a simple understanding. And 
going forward, I see that that is going to be a big issue in coming up in the future in our country and facing the church as well. Like those people who are getting married as boy and boy or same-sex marriages, they are going to ask the church to have their marriages blessed and the church is not going to bless because that's not a marriage. And that's where the controversy is going to be. And presently we are facing in some parts, but not really in the huge way that it is going to be in the future. That's what I think. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, so overall, what documents would you suggest that I look at for this project as a whole? If I'm going to educate a couple of people on the Catholicism here, specifically in St. Pat's, because it's a discourse community and we're all, we, we share beliefs, we share a bunch of goals and we have a language that we use together to keep the community a community. Is there anything that you think I should look at to further the education of others in the... Yes, you would, but right now at on the top of my head, I don't have, I'm not able to recall the documents, but if yes. you want, I can send you the link by email, maybe in a couple of days or so, or in the future, so those documents will be helpful for you to learn more about Catholicism. But yeah, yeah just now I'm not able to recall any, but there are there is a lot of resource out there yes. that you can look at, sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me. It really means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> and you have a good day. You too.